You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Welcome to the Health and Mana podcast, where we talk to you about what it is like doing life as a gaming couple. That's <laughs> I need to come up with a better tagline is the thing, but I'll worry about that later. So I am your host, Josh Needham, and I'm here with... Annabelle. Yay. We're on our third episode. Yay. It's still fresh. It's still new when we just started getting our hosting on Anchor instead of uh, mixing everything together all on one channel over on Podbean. So hopefully... Things are good, things are clean, things are clear, and the people who want to listen to our show can just listen to our show, and if they don't, then they don't. That's uh, that's the thing. So I wanted to take today's episode, the last couple episodes we've had, I can't even say a standard format, but we've had a rough idea of what we wanted to go for, mm-hmm. talking about our game debates, talking about specific topics, but I find that I appreciate the podcasts when we just kind of talk Maybe not entirely unstructured, but it's a lot less rigid, mm-hmm. I think. So we do have uh, a game debate coming up because we did both play a new game this week, or I guess new to us. So, But things didn't quite go as planned, so we'll get into that in a bit. But I wanted to take this episode to talk a little bit about why we started this podcast, what we're trying to accomplish with it, and what our goals are what each of our individual goals are, I suppose, because yours might be different than mine. I don't know. So do you want me to start or would you like to start? I guess you can start. Okay. So we started up, let me give you a little bit of back history for those that uh, either skipped episode one or maybe I didn't flush it out as much in episode one where we we had started health and mana as an e-zine or as scene or whatever you wanted to call it, electronic magazine back in 2015, 16, 2016. And it was a publication that we had. We put it up on our website. We would host it for people. And it was a bunch of collaborated artists and authors writing articles centered around gaming for gamers. And it was a fun little project. It was just something we kind of did because it was entertaining. It was something that we felt like doing. And that's a lot of why Uh, I thought it'd be cool to start this podcast because I do a lot of things during the week. So a lot of people that if you don't know me, you don't know my schedule, it's kind of crazy because I work about an hour away from home. So there's a commute one hour each way. So two hours a day, commute time, five days a week. Stack that with 35 hours working during the week. It's technically only part time. But when you add the commute time up on top of that, it gets kind of hectic. And then I do not only, before we started Health and Mana, I was doing two different podcasts. Um, I helped to start and produce, I still edit and produce, but I was one of the founders with uh, This Week in Gaming, which is running on our Podbean channel and will be the only thing on our Podbean channel pretty soon as we start migrating things out. So that took up a little bit of my time. And I had been trying to 
make something for myself in the world of gaming journalism and video games and entertainment. And I've just been all over the place since it started back in 2014. So I hadn't been doing a whole lot of anything except speculating for a long time. And then I was like, we need to do something. So I picked up a podcast for a while. We were streaming every single night of the week for two hours, which was fun. But unfortunately, school got in the way and I had to focus on my grades. So that flew out the window. But so I started doing one podcast. One podcast became two podcasts as we decided, uh, my buddy MJ and I decided to start up a podcast talking about what it's like getting started as a content creator. Uh, that's AV Underground. If you haven't heard it, you want to check it out. That's also been moved over and now being hosted on Anchor. So that you should be able to find, by the time you hear this, it should be just about everywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as Health and Mana. So, But they're, they're separate shows now. Uh, so I was working on two podcasts. I started streaming three nights a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And there was just a lot of stuff that I was doing that uh, Annabelle and I really didn't have much time to really spend together. So, you know, because I'd come home and I'm like, well, I have things to do. I have to update articles for the website. I have to prepare this podcast. I have to edit this. I have to do that. The entire month of February, I was editing and producing one video every single day of the week, Monday through Sunday. And that was absolute chaos. And I'm not going to, that's not something I'm going to be doing anytime soon unless I can not have to work a full-time job at the same time. Cause that was madness. But so for a while I was just kind of streaming on my own or streaming with uh, Jeff and Sarah, our co-hosts for this week in gaming. And you had always kind of wanted to do something with me, whether it was streaming or podcasting. And finally, after a while, I don't know, like what took me so gosh darn long, but finally figured that it was about darn time that we had a podcast together to kind of talk about the dynamic of our lives. Cause it's not, we'd, I wouldn't say we have a typical relationship in yeah. any sense of the word. Um, even not just like a typical, Oh, we're both gamers, but you know, this is our, our plan for life. It's just, we're kind of both out there. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about our dynamic and the things that we enjoy, the things we do together and, how we make that all work when I'm doing crazy amounts of everything for my own projects as well as work. And then you're also working hours that, well, I guess it kind of ties in with my hours, but anyway, so that was my intent with starting. It was, it gives us some time to sit down and talk about whatever. It gives us more of an excuse than we, not that we needed an excuse, <laughs> but it gives us an excuse to actually sit and play games together. We take our Sundays and we'll each pick a game and spend like two hours playing each of those games so it gives Annabelle a chance to introduce me to something new and it gives me a chance to introduce you to something new so which is great because you come from a very retro gaming history with everything that you've played growing up whereas I've gotten into a lot more of the more recent things yep so it gives me a chance to take some of that the stuff from like the generation of PS3 and Xbox 360 the Wii U and maybe even PC at some point and bring some of that as well as the retro games that I used to play on PS one. And then also experience some of what, you know, what made your childhood great and <laughs> the things that you enjoy. So now that I've had my long winded explanation <laughs> of why I started the podcast, um, I guess I'll throw it over to you and see like what your thoughts are on why, why you wanted to start health and mana. Well, I wanted to like have one of the things that you do that we can work on together. Makes sense. And, you know, we never really uh, did 
too much with the uh, YDG together. I designed the logo, and I pop in some ideas here and there. So I feel like I had I had always kind of tried to separate our relationship from my passion projects. Yep. Just because I didn't want that to like put a wrench in us. Yeah. To make it too much like I didn't want to have too much of like a a collaborator uh, employee type relationship going between us mm. that would potentially harm our actual relationship. So I think I was very averse to anything, I guess, including you too much. But because of that, I went and pursued a lot of different friends and whatnot, some of which are still working with us really closely and some are just kind of around. But mm-hmm. and I guess what what do you hope to get out of this podcast, if anything? Um, just a, bana- a ban- banana connection. <laughs> A banana connection. <laughs> a better connection with uh, I'm gonna, us and I'm not going to Google that. <laughs> you can Google that if you want, but I'm not going to Google banana okay. connection. So better connection for projects in general yeah. or? Well, us in, our, in the projects. Well, I yeah. try and get you into my projects, but all you do Your is projects, say it's a mess. Because it is a mess. No, that is an it's organized ca- it, desk. It's chaos is what it is. Nope. Um. Myself, I'm hoping to kind of the same thing really is open a better line of communication. I feel like I communicate better when I'm doing something that's kind of an entertainment medium. I talk a lot more when I'm playing games on stream than I do if I'm just playing games sitting in the living room. Mm -hmm. So because I'm kind of I don't know, I have an entertainer mindset for a lot of that kind of stuff. It's like I was talking to uh, John at work for the podcast we did this last week and he was talking about how he streams PUBG because if he's playing by himself, he plays like garbage. But when he's playing and there's people watching for whatever reason, that just chills him out. And he's like, (laughs) okay, I can, I can play this now for whatever reason. I find it incredibly easy to talk when there's a microphone in front of my face and not so much otherwise. Yep. Cause like most of the rest of my life, I just kind of like, if you don't have anything, if your words are no better than silence, then remain silent was kind of like my thing. And I didn't want to ever become that person that's like, hey, everyone wants to hear me talk. (laughs) So I guess in my everyday, day-to-day life, unless I am, unless it's solicited of me, like people actually approach me to talk about things, I generally tend to be pretty quiet. The only reason I'm not, and I'm very talkative, because I have a lot going on in my head, but I think the reason I'm able to do it for a podcast, which almost seems narcissistic, where you're like, you're recording yourself talking. How can you say you have like a, I don't want to talk because Mm -hmm. I don't want to, but I I feel very much like if I'm talking to people in person, it's like, they can't really escape me. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever had the people come up to you and they try and start a conversation. You're like, I don't know who you are. I don't want to talk to you. Why are we (laughs) speaking? I don't know how to end this conversation and things get really awkward. But I'm like, with a podcast, if people don't want to listen to me, you hit stop, you hit pause, you you close out, you don't follow. And that's the worst that happens. So I'm like, I just kind of, here I am. I speak my mind. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it, it means something, but it's also kind of a record for me. So like say years from now, if, if you and I really get this dynamic of like streaming and podcasting and get the whole branding thing and everything, if that starts to work and flow better, we can always look back on these podcasts and be like, this is where we started. This is what we used to do together. Mm. I'm also hoping I can get you to start speaking a little louder because <laughs> you are very soft spoken. 
which is great most of the time, except in loud spaces, public <laughs> events, public locations, <laughs> out and about, and when I have to edit the podcast and post. I sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so I don't know yet what um, what my thoughts are for like structuring this podcast going forward. Mm-hmm. I know I like the idea of reviewing multiplayer games mm-hmm. because I actually have a player two to work with or you have yeah. a player two depending on who grabs a controller first or who has the <laughs> game, whatever the case may be. Uh, I like the Good idea of Green Mario. <laughs> I was Green Mario as much as I could be, <laughs> just because I liked being not the generic Mario. But Ow. don't don't break things. Um, but I think I'm gonna just for the first like few episodes of this podcast, it's gonna be very free form as we try and figure out what we want to do. So if anyone's out there, you're listening to the podcast and you think there are certain segments you'd like to hear or certain topics you'd like us to cover, please, by all means, leave those in the comments. We would love to hear back from you on like what people would like to hear, because that'll also give us more ideas of what to do. We're only two people. We can only think of so many things. (laughs) Um, I can think of plenty of things, but I don't know if they're all things people would care to listen to. So (laughs) who knows? Uh, do you have any thoughts of what you'd like to have from the podcast going forward? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So you're pretty much just whatever I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> At least for now. I do hope if yeah. you have um, ideas and thoughts going forward that we start incorporating some of those. I do feel like we could uh, like help people out on finding more couch co-ops. So yeah. Seems to, if you're going to recommend Yoshi's Woolly World, we're done. This podcast is over. <laughs> What's wrong with Yoshi Willy World? I will give you a list when we actually review it. It'll be because now I'm going to have to like, it's been a little while. I will get the pro controller back. We will play Willy World. I will hate every minute of it, and I but will we might be actually so beat yappy. it. <laughs> yes, you'll be overjoyed. I will be like near explosive blood pressure. <laughs> I'm going to get you a chair that doesn't swivel. No. Like, it's got to be a comfy chair, but one that doesn't swivel. Like one of those hanging bowl type chairs. Like you look like a plant, <laughs> but you're stuck in it. She get the one that's like a, you know, those. The what? The round ones that are like a net and squeegee. Sort of. They're like 12 bucks at Target. I'll they like stick like... you in one of those, put a beanbag chair on top of you so you can't flail about and then I'll hang the mic over you. And it'll be a good time. <laughs> Like, okay, you can talk now. Why can't we hear Annabelle? No, it won't be over your face. We'll we'll strategic beanbag. Did you get those uh, ones like from the mall? They're like these beanbag style type chairs. They're weird. Nothing. So, hmm. 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 I I had a thought and then I completely spaced on it because we were talking <laughs> about chairs and we do have the habit of getting off topic. We do, which I, I, I guess is okay. We're still in the infancy <laughs> of the podcast. There's still time for improvements. I don't okay. I'm hoping no one is coming in here like, oh God, they're on episode three and they're already off topic. What is going on here? <laughs> uh, I am <laughs> I will not at all claim to be a professional, but uh I can claim to be a podcaster, <laughs> so I will. Anyway, um, 
Oh, we should talk about what we discovered with pop. Oh, I guess that's technically not video game. It doesn't matter. This is our podcast. Okay. We can talk about what we want to talk about, darn it. Yeah, I guess technically. Until people tell us not to or that they don't care. Technically, it's more of like geek than. That's fine. It's it's us. Yep. The pop finding factory. Out the, yeah, pop factory. There's uh, like It's like a Build-A-Bear, but for your pops. It, that sounds like the perfect couple thing to do, too. Just like go in there and make pops. See, like Build-A-Bear is great. It's a, it's a novel thing. My problem with it is I don't like, I don't want to say like tourist traps, but they're kind of like that type of thing. Like when you go to a fair, like a craft fair or, yeah, I guess like a craft fair or something like that. And it's, (laughs) you're walking around and for whatever reason, (laughs) you just think, oh, look, someone made this beautiful thing out of driftwood. I don't have anything driftwood in my house, but today is the day that I start my collection of driftwood. And you start imagining uh, yourself living in a log cabin by the lake and there's well, a bunch we, of driftwood we, stuff. And like, you're not sure how you got there, but it looks like it's an image out of a magazine. And you're like, I'm going to buy this. And then you get home and it's just this driftwood thing that sits in your house, goes in the closet eventually, gains a lot of dust. You take it out and go, why did I buy this? How many pops do we have in this apartment? Oh, so many. <laughs> I think the pop factory. The is pop very factory relevant. is probably fine. Uh, it's just like big things like the and I. I love I my thing, things of any size, really. It's just bothersome to me that uh, go out make a thing and then I feel like I feel like God must feel because he's just like I made something. I don't care about it. I'm going <laughs> to abandon it. <laughs> And then it's going like, why have you forsaken me? You brought me to existence. And now you have left me to die. <laughs> or like later on when they end up at Salvation Army or something. And Aww, hopefully then someone so finds fun. it. And they're like, it's it, not that I'm not fun. It's just I'm like very mindful of being wasteful with things. Mm. I feel bad throwing anything away. It's very. Yeah, you know, it's like when I went to Hershey's and we did the make your own chocolate bar. And mom's like, you ate it? I'm like, yeah, it's chocolate. Of course I ate it. What was I going to save it for 95 years yeah. and like pull it's it out? Be like Coke bottles or, or, or quantums. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Got to well, I mean, save those, it forever and be like, Saving look. an empty bottle wouldn't be as much fun. I had saved the. Well, the Coke bottles, people save the full ones. But it's like, what made them think back when they bought it that this would be worth something? Oh, God, who knows? I. I definitely don't it's like i know they're not worth any money but believe it or not the uh the health and mana bottles that are in the bathroom like the two little ones that were originally health and mana energy drinks from hot topic yeah i took the bottles i opened them i drank the energy drink and then i refilled those bottles with horde and alliance mountain dew from when they did the limited time run of horde and alliance mountain dew (laughs) you wouldn't know that by looking at it and please if if anyone's listening to this and you come visit me please don't drink them (laughs) <laughs> Both because I can never get them again, and also because they probably taste horrible because they were not airtight sealed. <laughs> so I don't trust them whatsoever. But it's one of those things like I know that they're Horde and Alliance Mountain Dew, and that makes me happy inside. It's one of those little things. And it's kind of like with the Nuka Cola Quantum. Like we could have drank them and then filled them back up with a dyed blue water and been like, yeah, this is cool. But it's not the original Jones Soda Nuka Cola. And it's not something I intend to resell later on, but it's something that I really enjoy. 
uh, having and this is the label that's really the difference the flavor is the same yeah i know the raspberries people and- like we're nearly fist fighting for these okay i just i'm i'm happy to have them they even if i have never drank one what didn't people like murder people for like playstation 4 or maybe that was 3 something outrageous about getting shot on uh, black friday pretty much every black friday it's like oh there's a flat screen tv i better kill three people to get it (laughs) to save a hundred dollars let's face it the black friday deals are not always everything they're cracked up to be sometimes they are sometimes i've found some pretty good black friday deals especially considering this previous black friday probably the busiest black friday i've ever had actually because for those that don't know I decided I was going to get a seasonal job at GameStop and it was great, but I worked Black Friday. I worked a, I think it was a 12 hour shift on Black Friday and it was like my third day. So it's not like I had had time to train and like all sorts of other stuff. I pretty much just got on register and they're like, boom, Black Friday, you're working 12 hours. And I was like, oh oh boy. So that was fun. It really wasn't all that bad. It's just a lot of like, I kind of kept a positive attitude about things and People were pretty happy, I think, most of the customers, anywho. Well, they at least stopped with, like, the bins like Walmart does with their DVDs. Have you ever seen that, like, oh, YouTube God. video of a guy reenacting a child from uh, Black Friday just, like, tearing through the bins? I want this one, Yeah, mommy. at least we were relatively organized. But I remember coming in and relieving the guys that had worked in the morning. And I was like, how was it? And they're like, it was brutal. <laughs> but I, I was lucky enough. My shift was in the afternoon or like early afternoon. I think I came in around like 11-ish, 10 or 11. Probably 10 because I think I was staying till close. So I came around in like 10 and they had been open since like 2 in the morning. Mm. And I was like, how does it go? Everyone's just like, we're dead inside. We're all out of consoles and everything sucks. And I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. But then the afternoon was pretty slow. I was I was pretty lucky. We had our bursts, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, I did Black Friday shopping last year. Well, yeah, I, you went shopping. I had I no money to do shopping. I wandered around with my mother and her friend that was like one of those type of people who get mad at you because the coupon doesn't work and be convinced oh that you God. can get her that discount. You traveled around with the world's worst customer. And I was like, good grief, Mom, why are you friends with this lady? But... They had a great time at Michael's because Michael's, I love their Black Friday deals. Plus, they always have like a little giveaway thing. Always try and get an ornament. Just like, I will buy a dollar item so I can get a tiny shitty ornament. That's that's (laughs) when it gets closer to whatever generic winter holiday people celebrate these days. Yep. We should do an episode about decorating for whatever generic winter holiday everyone celebrates these days. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say winter solstice. We'll just go with the winter solstice because that's yes. like that's uh, a celestial thing, I think, as opposed to a spiritual. Yeah, we pretty much do I don't winter know. solstice style stuff. Because you've got the solstices and the equinoxes. The equinoxes spring and fall where mm-hmm. the sun day and night are of equal length, I believe. And yeah. I could be completely wrong on this, but I used to have it down. I think winter And then solstice. the solstices are like winter solstice is like the darkest when the night is at its most prevalent so it's like way more night hours than day hours and then after the solstice the days get longer 
And then the summer solstice where the day overpowers the night and it's as long yeah. as the days are going to get. So there's your little lesson in solstices and equinoxes for the day. Yep. But uh, so not to get too sidetracked on holiday things before yep. the hol- too soon before the holidays. Mm-hmm. Actually, that'd be something fun to talk about is Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Because, shoot, if people can start celebrating Christmas right after the 4th of July, we can start celebrating Halloween right after the 4th of July. Yeah. So, and it's not even right after the 4th. It's like the end of the month now. I feel like August, September, October, and November should all be dedicated to Halloween. Mm-hmm. Except for like the end of November when Thanksgiving rolls around and then we can have one of those, but. Yeah, so far, um, well, Michael's was starting to fill up with their Halloween decorations, but all I saw was like fall base. And I saw pumpkins at, uh. I haven't been around every, anywhere yet. I've been mm-hmm. trying to um, put out, get ideas back from people for games that we should stream, like horror games, probably yep. starting either next month or September, depending on how things go with uh, relocating. But depending on what, what works, because I want to try some new horror games that are going to potentially make me girly scream. Okay. Because I feel like those would be fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we should also add like... Uh... Five Nights at Freddy's and Bendy to our stream. Bendy, definitely. I don't know not how very, I would do with Five yeah, Nights. Yeah, not very good. It's entertaining either. to watch like Markiplier play, but yeah. I think I've seen the gameplay, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, have like seen so much gameplay that I'm really tired of seeing the gameplay. I'll listen to like Matt Pat talk about the lore forever. But Yeah, I was playing the Ultimate Night, and I didn't even have ones that would like up and kill you. You would have to do something painfully obvious, like that nightmare marionette. Yep. You would have to sit over it. Any yeah, other nightmare marionette killed me within a minute. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh boy, I'm I, really bad at this. Like, I do have a handful of pretty good horror games. Like, Benny and the Ink Machine is great. I, it still does scare me here and there, but for the most part, I think I know most of what's coming with it. Yep. So it's it's one of those ones I want to play to share with other people. That and Pony Island. I feel like Pony Island would be super fun. But then there's other games that I really want to get into and try and stream, like Until Dawn, which I've seen people play but haven't actually played myself, even though we have it. Um, I have, like, Layers of Fear, Outlast, and Outlast Whistleblower, which I'm told are terrifying, but I haven't played yet. And people are like, no, you need to play those games. You'll you'll scream your pants off. Mm -hmm. Um, I might see if I can find Fear because... Boss man Kevin and I were talking about that the other day, and I never got to play it. I've seen a few people play, and it's like, if I recall correctly, it's like a first-person shooter, but also a horror game, and it's just, I've heard great things about its scare tactics. Mm. I feel like it'd also be fun to play some Silent Hill, but trying to find, like Silent Hill 2, I've heard, was one of the best Silent Hill games. Unfortunately, if you get the Silent Hill collection for PS3 that's like redone in HD, They've changed so many things about the way that two functions that it doesn't feel right anymore. So, because I tried playing it and I'm like, why does everyone think this is a good game? This is garbage. And one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, because you're playing it on the PS3 version. Don't do that. Find it for the PS2 and play that or whatever. And, of course, they got Resident Evil remake that's coming out. There's a lot of really cool horror games coming out. Uh, If anyone listening has recommendations on horror games to play that's not Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, I'll probably play Tattletale, even though I've seen it a couple times now. But I haven't seen too many people play it. And maybe Neko Muse Potty Trouble, because that one just looked goofy. (laughs) 
I think, um, God, I downloaded another game that looked really creepy and the art style was very like salad fingers esque. So I'm like, this looks like it could creep me the heck out. It looked like a never ending nightmare. I think that was the title of the game. Mm. I also have limbo. There's just a lot of things that I want to get into and try and stream over the next few months. But that aside, let's jump into our, our game. I can't even say debate. We don't, we have, we've got three episodes in and we're not debating anything. Mm -hmm. So our game discussion of the games we played this week. So we'll start off with yours was road trip. Yeah. Road trip. The arcade edition. I was trying to find the subtitle for it. So, which is a tiny car racer type game. So what, uh, what inspired you to pick that? Well, you were saying you were going to pick a car game, and this was really my form of Mario Kart as an adult. Well, technically, I don't think I've really had Mario Kart. We had Crash Team Racing at Dad's, but that was it, I think. <sighs> that was me too, though. <laughs> so I was so all about <laughs> Crash Team Racing, and I didn't play much Mario Kart until yeah. I got the Wii U and Mario Kart 8. Yeah, but, y- you know, your parents were together, so you got to... <laughs> yeah. Dad, I saw him every other weekend. <laughs> now, I'm diving off subject a little bit. Yep. Who did you play Mario Kart with? Um. Was it like you and your sister, you and your dad? Was it? You mean Crash Team Racing, right? Yeah, that, yes. Did I say Mario Kart? Yes, you did. Yeah, sorry. Who did you play Crash Team Racing with? Uh, my sister and my stepsister, I think, more often than anything. I always lost. Because did you guys, like, compete? Were you competitive siblings? Uh, they were competitive. I, I think I did get upset for losing all the time because they were so competitive. You know, when you have a competitive person and you're really not good at something and they get in your face about how they're better than me type thing. Yeah, so. I always hated that. <laughs> like, I didn't like being too competitive when I was younger. I, I got into it with Tekken, uh, as I've said before. But not so much with games like CTR. I had, when I got really into Crash Team Racing was actually the demo version. And we were living in Manchester at the time at Sunset Ridge Apartments. And we were like way up on the third floor. My brother and I shared a room. And there was a kid that we met who lived way down on the first floor of the building. Across on the other end of the building. Uh, I think if I recall correctly, his name was Nick. And Nick would come up, like, I'd always run down there and bother him to come up and play or whatever. We'd hang out and talk about Pokemon cards or play Crash Team Racing. And he was the only one, I think, that I I got into Crash Team Racing with. And it was always a cooperative effort. And we would alternate coming in first and second. But otherwise, it was pretty much just... It was so well executed, well communicated, and well played cooperatively. I don't think I've ever been able to replicate that experience with anyone. And that's mostly because it just happened naturally. It's not something we planned on. It's not like we sat down and said, let's do this fairly. Okay, let's do that. It's like, that's just the dynamic we had and how we played. Uh, Nick, if somehow you're out there and you know exactly what I'm talking about, I haven't spoken to him in like easily over 10 to 15 years now. Like ever since we moved out of there and I was in the fifth grade. So it was a long while ago. But if you're out there for some reason, you stumble upon this podcast, uh, dude, hit me up. It's been forever. Just catching up needs to be done. But anyway, back on to uh, Road Trip. Yep, I used to actually got very good with this game. 
and I used to play it all the time back when I was working at the uh, at the factory <laughs> all the time because it was when I my first apartment and was working at the crummy factory like 58 hours a week or something outrageous I had like this one big TV that was really blurry and then I had like a little 13 inch and I think I had it hooked up to the 13 inch and had that in my bedroom and the big blurry one was in my living room where I would you know try and stay awake spend my days off or day off every other week watching TV and napping okay but other than that I would play the uh, road trip game Usually after work or something, because it was relaxing. You didn't have to achieve anything. You just drove. I did get that out of it. Um, what did you think? How long has it been since you played it, first off? Uh, it's been... Because hmm. I don't think we've ever played it together until this past weekend. So yeah. It's been about eight years, I think. I think it was shortly after I moved out of that first apartment. Possibly I know you said you used to be... my second. I know you said you used to be good with it. Yep. Um, as compared to not great, which is both of us yesterday or the other day when we were playing. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on it now going back to it now that you've kind of had hands on with other games like Mario Kart, the new Mario Kart? And we should get the Hello Kitty Kart game. <laughs> we that, should. <laughs> I feel like that would be super fun. Uh, I still I kind of miss it compared to with playing Mario Kart and everything. Cause See, I don't. I found I find it even though it's the same thing, I find it more interesting to play because you get a various amount of cars, you get to do various things with it. Eventually, you get a fire truck or an ambulance, and when you press the horn, instead of the beeping sound, it goes woo woo woo. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's one of those games that it's so not following standards as far as like what's set forth by Mario Kart or any other racing game really like you can't even really compare it with things like Forza or Gran Turismo Project Gotham Racing any of those types of games that were probably around at a similar time it has a very cartoonish feel and it's it's just unexpected enough to be really interesting yeah so I don't know why but driving through that winter level <laughs> was it felt very nostalgic to me, even though I've never played this game. <laughs> I don't entirely know what it is. I think it might just be the color palette they use for like the the sun is setting and it's winter. So like winter twilight type deal. Just because I played outside a lot uh, that time of year. It kind of makes you think of like old Christmas decorations, the way it's set up too. Cause yeah, a lot of like blues. They're actually toys, so you got to think maybe this is Christmas decorations and it kind of reminds me Probably a lot of, of it because I, I used to play with a lot of Hot Wheels and Matchbox. Yep, me too. And they have that feel to them, both because of the... I, I can't even really say because of the limited graphics of the GameCube because some stuff did a really good job on the GameCube, but the fact that they were deliberately intended to be toys and they felt very much like that. Yep. So I would say great game. If you're if you're someone who is very experienced with other racing games or Mario Kart, like kart type games, anything like that, just know going into it, you probably the controls for my car were so un like I oversteered that thing so many times. It's like there's zero traction, but you can turn on a dime. Yeah. But once you start turning, you don't want to stop turning. And I'm sure there's ways 
to finagle it. Yeah, you got to let go of the gas. It's kind of like when you play the little mini game on your DS where it's like, you come around the corner that's red, let go of the gas and hit the gas when you get to a certain point around the corner. That's that's how it is there. You okay. have to let go of the gas. See, because I'm used to like press it right at the right time. I'm I'm used to let off the gas, hit pull the brake, slide yeah. around the corner. It doesn't have a very doesn't seem like it has a very good drift mechanic, really. No, it doesn't. Which uh, it has. Like, if it doesn't have a drift mechanic, gym. I'm very not inclined to slow down around my corners. No, I do wonder if like Nintendo thought of this game when they decided, hey, let's make this little Matchbox mini game type thing and. Let's do it like with the basics of this game that we had. I'm not sure if it came on PlayStation or anything. It was just a simple game. I don't even remember how it came across it. I just picked it up and just said, eh, it's probably GameStop if you look at it. I have a GameStop sticker. Probably. <laughs> or an EB Games. <laughs> no, it's a GameStop. It's got the used sticker on it. But Well, what EB Games had used. Uh, it's the same basic company, though. <laughs> yeah, true. But so... I find it almost interesting to think that you played much of anything other than The Legend of Zelda on the GameCube, <laughs> especially considering that aside from The Legend of Zelda series, you also own Tales of Symphonia. Yep. What a great segue. So <laughs> initially, you had mentioned I was going to do a car game, and it's because I wanted to introduce you to Twisted Metal 2, because Twisted Metal 2 was a staple of my childhood, and it's an amazing game overall. I still remember some of the cheat codes, so even if we had a bad time at it, we could still just kick into God mode and have a great time at it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I believe my copy of Twisted Metal 2 was at my parents' place, because I also lent them one of our PlayStations, and... I thought I had it digitally, but apparently that was Tekken 2. So we got like ready to play and I went, I don't own this game or I don't have it on me. So I was going to revert to Twisted Metal Black, which I remember being a much better game than it was. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. Twisted Metal Black was a decent game, but the levels are so visually dark and difficult and it just doesn't handle very well looking back. So we gave up on that, and I decided to switch. So my game for the week was Tales of Graces F. Mm -hmm. Now, we're only, what, two hours in, I think? Yeah. Somewhere around there. I still, like, I feel like it was 15 minutes because I've been through this game three times prior. <laughs> and the fact that I am still having fun with it, it takes about 40 to 60 hours to beat for those who haven't played a Tales game, it's yeah. like the Final Fantasy series, but Tales of series. So you have Tales of Graces F, Tales of Symphonia. Uh, pretty much none of them are related storylines unless they deliberately say it's a sequel, like Tales of Symphonia 2 or Tales of Zillia 2 was a sequel to Tales of Zillia, so on and so forth. But like for the most part, they're not like overall tied together. You don't have to have played symphonia to understand grace's f they're standalone games but it's, it's a jrpg and the fact that i'm on my fourth time through and i'm still having a super blast at it and i kind of want to continue playing that I, we're going to end up having to get through it it's not going to be a just this week kind of thing we're going to end <laughs> up sitting down and playing through tales of grace's f because it is the, my favorite in the tales series but of the two hours of the beginning for those that have played the game we're not at the point yet where we're out of uh where we're done being children we are still children wandering about. Uh, we just got through the bit with Richard where we came back from the, the cliffside. So there's that. So what were your thoughts on it as far as it both as a Tales game and as 
uh, a multiplayer experience because the Tales games are up to four players depending on the console you're playing on, yep. but it's combat only. So you still have whoever is player one is moving around the map and deciding yeah. whether or not you're fighting monsters or you're dodging monsters. So what are your thoughts on it having me as player one? That's good. Um, it, it gets kind of boring after a while of just sitting there. and I'm not very good with the little cutscenes. Like There oh, wasn't the skits? as many in Tales of Symphonia. Oh, there are so many with, but, like, Grace's F and Zillia. I'm just a... And it's funny because I played Dear Jeff Cerberus and got real good at it, and it has so many cutscenes. It's, like, the thing I hated about it. But I hate cutscenes. <laughs> See, I like so, I like the little skits because I like getting a little more depth to the characters. True. Not that that's always a great thing because it also does, you're like walking around, you're heading somewhere, you have something in mind, a task that you're trying to do, and then all of a sudden it's like press select to view a cutscene. And I am the type that I want to see every single cutscene that comes up. Yeah. So if you're not that type, then it's not going to be a good dynamic for us. I, I like knowing what's going on, but I, I, I like knowing it not through a video game, I guess is the best way to say it. How, how else would you figure out what's going on, though? True. Like... <laughs> Um, me playing through it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's I'm just like very a... used to running through it, especially considering that I've been through it enough now that I know exactly where I'm going. Yep. But, I mean, if the next time we play it, if you want to run player one so you can have the, the player one experience, we can do that. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I've been through it three times now. I I yeah, hardly need the first player experience again. Yeah, I've been through Tales of Symphonia quite a few times, too. But at least this way, if I if you get horribly lost or something or you're getting frustrated, I can hopefully hop in there and be like, OK, well, we're going this direction. Yeah, we have to go do these things. <sighs> but I definitely have like my favorite characters and things from there that don't show up for a while. So I'm going to I'm looking forward to them showing up. And yep. Yeah, I know. That's what I was feeling when we uh, played Tales of Symphonia a while ago. I was like, ah, can't wait to till you meet <laughs> one of my favorite characters. So we'll have to run through that one, too, then. Yep. I can't believe I've, I've owned Tales of Symphonia, the, like, remastered for PS3, with Tales of Symphonia 2 for years now. I that yet. And I still haven't gone through it. What, Symphonia 2? Yeah. Yeah, well, your copy's on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, we have the copy on PS3 as well, so we'll we'll get to it I for certain. I did read that book for the in-between. I was so happy. There was a... Uh, a pairing that I wanted as a pair. Okay. Ship it. <laughs> oh God, you're there's so much of me shipping characters in Grace's F. You don't even know. You are in for a wild ride of me being like, I ship them, and some of them, some of my ships work out because there's actually the F in Tales of Grace's F stands for the future arc. Yeah. Their initial game was only to a certain end point. We're gonna get to a point in the game where you're gonna go, oh, this is the end of the game. And the future arc introduced like another 10 hours into the game that explains like th what happened after that Yay. and wraps up a lot of the story things. And it tells you like who ends up doing what with their lives. And some of the uh, the pairings that I had made while we were playing the first time through actually came to fruition. And I was like, yes, <laughs> but that's something we'll discuss in more detail when you've met the characters and when we get along with uh, along to that point. 
Yep. So I guess giving thumbs up or thumbs down for our experiences with road trip. Recommend it. Don't recommend it. Recommend it. I agree. I would recommend it. Um, actually, yeah, because if you're, if you're the type of person, if you are player one in the relationship and you are, uh, the type of person who is very competitive or very good at like, uh, Gran Turismo or Mario Kart, you are going to be so like out of your wits with the controls for this game that you just no way you're going to be good <laughs> right off the bat. Potentially. I mean, go ahead, prove me wrong, but there's potentially no way you're going to be good right off the bat. So even if your significant other isn't great at these types of games, you're both going to be fumbling around like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and I think that's part of what makes it endearing and fun is I'm not trying to be absurdly good at it. I'm really just trying to stay on the road. <laughs> and I think we had a lot of fun. I wasn't concerned about, you know, passing you because you held the lead for most of the race, except for that one time when you like crashed into a wall and we couldn't figure out what was reverse for a while. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is part of the fun. It's just like, what buttons do what? I'll mess around. Like I, when I found out my car could jump, I was like, oh, this, this is weird. But I had a lot of fun well, with it. Well, you're a toy. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. We it's like you can't see that you can't see the child's hand that's pushing you along. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, okay, it jumps here. Um, and then in the same respect on Tales of Grace's F. I recommend it. I would agree. Uh, I recommend it, especially because... If you're someone who plays JRPGs and you're trying to introduce someone to the game, it's a lot. It's like a good mix, I think, of the experience of watching them watching you play and being able to also partake Especially in the if you combat. Have a significant other that likes watching you play the games, yeah, kind of wants to partake in it. Yeah, so it's like you can <laughs> you can get in on the fights and feel like you're really contributing to leveling up the characters, progressing the storyline, but. At the same time, like the fights are over, you're like, okay, I can set my controller down for a bit. Uh, I can go back to snacking. I can, you know, lay back in your lap, whatever the deal is, where you're just like, okay, we can relax. Oh, another fight came up. Grab my controller and, yep. you know, back into the action. So that was a pretty good episode. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, I still really want to get, I need to get the um, pro controller back. Yep. So we can tackle more things on the Wii U because we still haven't gotten through Affordable Space Adventures, uh, Song of the Deep, which uh, we don't need the, the Pro Deep. Controller. Yeah. That's on the PS4. But uh, it just reminded me because it's a very similar style. Yep. Um, Affordable Space Adventures, Song of the Deep, and Yoshi's Woolly World. And I really wanted to bring Pikmin 3 into things because that game is adorable. Mm -hmm. And it looks so good on the Wii U. I was probably like one of the few people that picked it up. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I'm a minority as someone who bought a Wii U. And of those people that bought a Wii U, a lot of them probably got it for Smash and didn't bother with Pikmin 3. <laughs> but when I, I remember when I found Pikmin 3, it was like freaking 80 bucks because it was hard to find. And if I recall correctly, I think that's one that Mark had ended up picking up for me for one year. It was like, I got you Pikmin 3. And I was like, oh, my God. And... <laughs> But it made really good use of the Wii U controls, but we'll get into that more later on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to think about what we want to talk about okay. for episode four. All right. We'll have, we'll be coming back at you again next Thursday with more stuff, more, 
conversation. Leave some comments. Let us know what you guys want to hear about, what kind of subjects you want us to talk on, that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe Funko could throw some pops at us. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Funko, if you're listening, uh, maybe next episode is brought to you by Funko. Hmm? <laughs> I, I will probably, if we get big enough with this or to the point where we have a substantial listener base, I will probably reach out to Funko or some other company that we enjoy. Be like, hey, sponsor an episode. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. We'll see where it goes from there. Um, I'm going to have to start thinking about what game I want to play for our next episode. Mm-hmm. And But we'll be back again in a week with another episode, two more games that we've played, maybe three if we end up doing something like collaboratively. And otherwise... Thank you guys so much for listening. Do you have any closing thoughts before we sign off? Mm, no. Okay. Got a so, whiny yeah, he, he needs something. Yep. Attention, probably. Probably wants to go potty. Probably that, too. He probably forgot that he went potty not that long ago, but he's he has an been old a boy. while. So. He's an old, old forgetful boy. boy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back again next week. If you like the podcast, don't forget to give us a little heart or a like or Gosh, I don't even, there's so many different things on so many different apps now. I don't even know what it is. However you choose to to show your like, boop the button. That's what we'll say. That's our thing now. Boop the button. Do the snoot. Boop the button. Do the thing. And we will see you guys again next week. Bye. Bye.